You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Eric Simmons. What's going on? Eric, are you related to Gene Simmons? <laughs> so what's funny is I actually don't get that very often. Oh, I'm new. Yes. <laughs> I like to be different. I'm like that person that wears 50 wristbands around their arm and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, it's cutting off circulation, but I'm different. <laughs> I actually get a asked um if i'm related to uh uh the guy from queen because i look like him apparently what i'm told see i always get like someone sees my name robbie robertson they're like are you uh related to the guitar player i'm like oh no i'm not and he tweets on twitter probably eighty thousand times a day (laughs) and it's the reason why i can't get a twitter handle by the way it's freddie mercury i didn't want anyone out there to think i didn't know that (laughs) well (laughs) Tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do professionally? Uh, professionally, I am nine years into uh, screen printing, um, and it's really good. Uh, it's probably just one of my lighter passions, uh, but other than that, I'm just into a whole bunch of different things. Now, when we say screen printing, are we talking about like making t-shirts and things? Yeah, t-shirts, bags, shorts, anything. Ah, anything so maybe you want to go on. I can come to you to make a little bit of merch. I was always trying to get an out-of-the-blank T-shirt, and it turns out someone got one before I did. Oh, yeah, we could do that. So what did you – like, where did the fascination for screen printing come on? You said it was a later passion. Yeah. Well, I was actually – I was managing a GameStop and a Hot Topic at the same time. Jesus. And I left, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a – I need to be doing something. So uh, I left the Hot Topic to go full-time – uh, into upper management and GameStop. And when I realized upper management wasn't my deal, when I left, I kind of had no uh, skills in anything else. So my friend of my brother's had an opening in screen printing. It's like, oh, I'll give that a try. And then no experience nine years later, and I'm a manager there now. See, I always, I, I've had a couple of people, friends of mine that worked at GameStop and, um, yeah, that one is like, it's supposed to be like a really cool place. Like if you're a gamer, you're like, oh, it's great. It has so many video games. Turns out they're not as good as you might think. Like they- No, they once cut. you get up to upper management, sorry to tell you. Once you get in the upper management, it's like they forgot about games and forgot about customer service. And it just gets so corporate to where I was all about, like I liked working retail. So I was all about talking with the customers and talking about gaming. I'm a gamer too. And once they wanted me to move up, it was nothing like that anymore. It wasn't yeah. my thing. And the fact that they push pre-orders on you and you find oh, out that bad. the reason why they push pre-orders is the manager, whoever will like cut your hours based on how many pre-orders you're able to sell. It's like you only get – like if you sell a lot of pre-orders, you get scheduled a lot because I guess that's where they make commission from or something. We don't even make commission from it. It's just the number – like. The upper managers like to see numbers. They think you're selling, you're making more money if you get the pre-orders, but really that's not even the case. I mean, I had, I took over a, a half a million dollar store and turned it into a million dollar store and we didn't have the highest pre-orders at all. 
that's what I'm saying. Like everyone's coming in there to get what they want. They know what they want to get, or they're looking exactly. for something cheap to buy. But like you sit there, like I'm just trying to buy a game or something. Well, let me tell you about the games that are coming out, dude. Why are you trying to sell me Metal Gear Solid, a game where people are shooting and cutting each other's heads off? I'm buying fucking Viva Pinata. <laughs> this is like a this is a child. I, I can't talk shit on it. I still play that all the time now. Twenties. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it, lo- it lost its its interest for me. Uh, so where did the so okay? Because you know you say you're a man of many talents. Uh, the 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 reason why I even like we messaged or came in contact in the first place before you know now I find out you're this amazing dude with all these capabilities and awesome talents. You know, shout out to Eric Simmons. And, Thank um, you very much. <laughs> the donut thing, dude. Oh man. Uh, well, I guess we can go back to my youth. In school, I was a not just a fat kid at heart. I was a fat kid in general uh, growing up, and I would eat anything. And then I went into a crazy weight loss fitness thing. I lost 80 pounds, and then just you get so beat into just eating strict all the time. So I just fell back in love with pastries and donuts. Just became my thing. So I would just travel around anywhere I saw a new donut place. Like, oh, I got to try a donut there. I got to try a donut here. And then one day I was like, I'm just going to have some fun and do some reviews on Instagram. And it, I don't want to say it blew up, but I mean, I'm getting like multiples, multiples of followers every day now. And it's taking a life of its own. Something <laughs> going on in this world now. Everyone is obsessed with food. Everyone yeah, wants oh. to see people eat. It's, you know what? I'm going to relate to you here, man. I got, I started my fitness journey seven years ago and I've gone to the gym. December 30th was marked my seven years of going to the gym every single day and never missing one day. I go when I'm whatever. It doesn't matter what day it is. I've never missed one day of going to the gym. Consistency for me is key. I definitely pulled that out of high school, getting made fun of and bullied and all these types of things. But we live in a world now where it's like people are starving themselves doing different diets, always about weight loss, weight loss, weight loss, all these types of things where if you look on their Instagram account, they'll follow the fitness pages. They'll do all this stuff, whatever, just to keep that in there. But dude, there's the guilty pleasure of just watching people travel and eat food. Oh, big time. It's, it's almost like because they can't eat it themselves, they'll get off on watching other people eat it and just salivate over it. And that's, kind of damning to themselves would you say that being like you you call yourself like a really like a donut reviewer kind of yeah once i just when i get into something i like to know the ins and outs of everything so like i i'm really into cooking and i like to know the spices i need for certain meats or certain vegetables or you know this there and that but when it comes to baking and i took a hand in baking it's like you got to be so meticulous on every little thing. And I've failed so many times, but when it comes to donuts, it's like, it's like a whole nother process. So like when I started just eating them and I started reviewing them, I was like, I need, I need to know what I'm doing as well. Mm. So what, where, what do you find that are the best types? Cause I mean, flavors and really taste kind of depend on the review. Like, you know, if you're a chocolate fan, you're going to want a chocolatey donut. What do you find to be your favorite? Uh, my favorite, actually, I think I just did a post not too long about this. My favorites definitely have been fritters as of late. It's like, uh, and they, again, you know, I'm going to get deep dive into a fritter right now, but 
you can have a battered fritter and you can have a dough fritter. It's, they're made all different ways. And it's crazy going to all these different places and you can have no fritters like another from another shop. But yeah. What's crazy is, man, I used to love a good chocolate donut when I was a kid. I used to, you know, my dad would go to 7-Eleven, get those little donuts, whatever you want to call them. And <laughs> we just roll up like the school. There's your breakfast. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, sugar crash for my teacher. Sweet. Oh, and yeah. um, yeah, those were good moments. That's how you know you got a good dad when he's buying you a <laughs> donut for breakfast. But um, it was crazy because like then my taste ended up changing where I really started liking brown sugar and glazed donuts. You know, I'd always leave those. I remember you get the three packs of the donuts and everything. And um, you get the chocolate, you get the brown sugar, or you get the plain, and then you get the glazed. And everyone either took the glaze or the chocolate. No one ever wanted the plain one. I like those ended up changing when as I got older. But when I took my fitness journey, I think you could probably relate about this a lot too. Even though you might eat pastries and review them, it's a thing though. Like I could make a badass fucking donut idea just because I haven't had any of these sweets in so long now where I've been eating basic and clean foods forever. So we're about to go into a whole conversation I've never gone in with anybody on. I literally <laughs> could think of a donut idea. Like my buddy owns Fractured Prune. Um, uh -huh. It's a pretty uh, popular uh, like kind of chain down here on the East Coast. But um, it's like you get to create your own donuts. People make some amazing like weird designs like, you know, Fruity Pebbles on a donut or something. And I just sit there. I'm like, dude, Imagine if you took caramel and I just start naming off a list of stuff where he's like, that sounds disgusting, but let me make a donut out of it. Next thing I know, I'm selling one of their hot items on a new thing. He's like, how do you, <laughs> how do you even like know that's going to work? Like you don't eat any of this stuff. I'm like, dude, I hate donuts, but I can tell you what food I would do. Like I see my buddy cook up, um, he was cooking a waffle the other day and I was like, dude, you know what, what would make that better? He goes, what? I was like, if you just made an egg put that on top of the waffle then folded it up like a taco, put a little bit of spice in there or something, maybe oh, a little man. bit of meat or something. Bam. There you go. He's like, you know what? I'm going to try that real quick. Next thing you know, I'm like, he's, he's making it. I'm like, Oh yeah, dude, dude, grab the raise, grab the frosted flakes from the side pantry, crumble it up in your hand and sprinkle it over on it and then roll it up like a taco and eat it. And he goes, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, just do it. Next thing you know, he does it. He's like, this is the best thing I've ever had. I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Dude, I've been seeing donut places do savory donuts lately too, like a pizza donut with cheese and sauce as the filling on the inside. I've seen uh, rosemary and basil donuts. Like that's a whole new thing now too. So really you can just think of anything and put it on a donut. What stands out more to you on a donut though? Because I feel like if you're reviewing a donut, you got to think of like, you have the list of things. Like, is it too dry? Is it too wet? Oh yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on the style of donut that I'm reviewing too. So say, let's take a, like a cake donut. Like you said, you like, you like the cinnamon sugar or the powder donuts when you were a kid. Those are most likely a cake donut. Um, they're a little denser. They're like almost like having like a, like a cupcake texture is a little denser. So if I'm looking at one of those, I'm looking at moistness. I'm looking at if it's too sweet. I'm looking at if you got, usually those cake donuts, if they get like an initial crunch, if they're flash frying it. And then after that, it goes, if they're putting fruit in the mixture or if they're putting a topping at all. And you can go too much or too little on each side. But so with each, each style of donut, I have a list of different things I'm, I'm going off of. 
What do you find to be your all-time favorite, though? Like, the one that you would always choose if you were going to choose a brand? Uh, a Boston Cream. Boston Cream has been my favorite ever since I kid. Even though I love fritters now, a good Boston Cream always does it for me. And that's what the chocolate on top and then the insides has filling in it, right? Yeah, it has like a uh, like a Bavarian cream, even though there's a debate if Boston and Bavarian is different, but it's really the same. It's like a vanilla pudding almost. See, a lot of people like Boston creams, but I, I think it's a little too much. I don't know if it's just because I'm uncomfortable with the donut squirting inside of my mouth. <laughs> it's it's like with the, the jelly aspect to it too. It's like I'm a I'm a I'm a basic guy. Like I'm like when it comes to a hot dog, it's it's basically plain for me. Unless you burn the shit out of it to the point where I can't eat it, then I'm gonna I, I'm gonna need to dump ketchup on it or something just to be able to get it down. Um, this is that's kind of funny that you say it because as even with all these different donuts and the and the crazy toppings you put on them, I'm pretty basic when it comes to a lot of things too. Like when I was growing up, it was like the alphabet cereal without the marshmallows. It was the plain cornflakes and the plain chef. And I had like the other sweets and stuff too, but I always went after the more plain stuff for some reason. I'm a simple guy when it comes to that. See, I, I know because I think if you add too much onto it, it's hard to just get one distinguished flavor. It's too, like, it's like too much information being soaked into your brain. Well, that, that, yeah, that goes with, into some of my reviews too, is when you just have too much of a sweet factor, it takes away from the flavor of everything else. Yeah, it's like if you add like uh, cayenne pepper, like I put cayenne pepper on a lot of my salads. I don't taste the fucking salad anymore. It just tastes like cayenne pepper. And it, a hint to anybody out there that is doing a diet or something on a salad struggle. If you just add oregano to your salad, you will make it taste like Domino's pizza crust. <laughs> I don't even care if they sue me for that because that is a hint I found out like a couple of years back. And I've been using oregano on my salads every single day since. I'm going to have to try that one. Now, what would you say is the craziest donut you've ever tried? Oh, man. The craziest donut I've ever tried was probably just recently, actually. Um, oh, man. So it wasn't – I didn't expect it to be crazy at first. Actually, I went to this place called Glaze, and it was about an hour and a half away in Jersey because they've been promoting this baklava donut. And if you don't know what baklava is, it's the uh, – it's a European dessert with a super flaky puff pastry layered and layered and layered with honey. And then in the middle, they use like almonds and pistachios, depending on what region you're in. So someone there turned this into a donut where they slice the donut in half and put that filling in. And besides donuts, the baklava is my number one dessert. So obviously that was like the Mecca for me to go. Um, unfortunately, with them promoting it, that, they serve it every Saturday and Sunday. I get there when they open on Saturday and they inform me that they're just not making it that day, which is very interesting. Um, but I left with uh, a dozen and a half donuts because, you know, it's an hour and a half away. I got to get, get my reviews in. I'm not going to drive that all the time. Do you finish uh, well, the whole donut or do you just take a bite out of it? <laughs> That's glad you asked that. I do not finish the whole donut right. I would probably be a hundred pounds. Heavier. That's what I was saying. I was like, shit, if he's a, he's a fitness guy like me, I'm like, damn, I would not be even able to stomach probably a whole donut. I don't know. Especially with those crazy toppings, you, you start to feel it where I'm just, where I'm just like, I've had enough for right now. Now I'll probably, uh, a half a donut supposed I go usually a quarter where I can get enough of each of the flavor that's going for. It. And then, you know, I share it with friends and family. I'll bring it to work. And, uh, yeah. 
If I ate 18 donuts right there, I'd be dead. <laughs> when did that become an established thing to get for people at work? For some reason, like whenever we're having like like a like a weird like good meeting or something at work, they always bring donuts in and set it down. I'm like, what's going on too? And it's so weird too because like everyone will be like, oh, I don't want to be the first person to grab a donut. And then once everybody grabs like one donut, they're sitting there all day. Someone will be like, can I just take the rest of them home? I'm like, ah. Yeah, I I thought about that recently too because we get donuts dropped off all the time. And I was watching The Simpsons uh, recently, and Homer used to always have them in the beginning when that show started. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's all from The Simpsons. Do you remember the freaking movie when Chief Wiggum is eating a cot or a donut off his uh, Magnum, and he's yeah. gnawing on it, and it fires, and the bullet goes up <laughs> through his hat, and he's like, "Wow, that was close!" And then goes right back to gnawing down. <laughs> I'm going to credit the Simpsons for the whole working donuts. Dude, for sure. Lard lads is what the donut thing was. Yeah. Called. See, it's crazy because like, I think when I was a kid, I used to be able to like put a donut on each finger and be able to like, I could, I could basically huff it in. You know what I mean? Like just devour them. Now, like when I, if I'm going to enjoy a donut, I don't like them, but if I was going to actually try one, I would break it apart and just kind of savor the pieces in my mouth a little bit more. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's where some of these gimmick donuts get me sometimes because you can, like we were talking about earlier, you can come up with any idea and make a donut out of it. But the, the skill is making that donut taste like what you said you were trying to make. You could, anyone could throw a bunch of cereal on and icing on top of a donut and sell it as a fancy donut. But really, you're just getting what you got, cereal on top of an icing donut. It's really nothing. And like, all right, so for example, you mentioned the Fruity Pebble donut. That's like a huge popular item now at a lot of places where they just throw Fruity Pebbles on top of a vanilla ice donut. Yeah, the way you explain and it like that makes it seem lazy. It is. But the plate, that glazed place, going back to there, I had theirs, and it intrigued me because it had a strawberry frosting on it. I didn't know it was strawberry at first, but it was a pink frosting. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll get that for my kid. She likes the, the novelty stuff. And I tried it, and they knocked it out of the park because when you put the fruity strawberry frosting on there, now you have it as a flavor like cereal that's been sitting in milk. Like the icing tasted like cereal milk. So it, was, it tasted exactly like you wanted to taste a bowl of fruity pebbles, not just fruity pebbles tossed on a donut. That's the kind of skill and dedication I like to see. See, I think you can overpower a donut like we're talking about, like with the fact that you can literally, if you take a jam, if you take a type of spread or a type of like, let's say we took peanut butter fluff or we took marshmallow fluff, whatever, and you put it on top of a donut, you're basically saturating that whole donut in that and it's not going to taste anything like a donut. It's going to taste just like marshmallow fluff, just with something flaky inside of it. Now, if me and you were going to create a donut, how would we create a donut? We obviously got to think of what do we want it to do? Do we want it to be dry? Do we want it to be a, a, like a nice kind of creamy donut? I think we, I'm thinking I'm a little bit more on the basis of trying to pick something that doesn't just like get your hands all covered in juice or covered in anything sticky. Oh yeah. I, I actually have um, a thing about when you have a donut with so much topping or so much going on, if you can't pick it up and eat it like a normal donut and it just, is falling all over the place. I can't really call that a donut anymore because the donut's meant to be picked up and eaten and not made a mess of. What a but you know for me and you to create a donut, what would be a flavor 
you would you would pick? I would definitely try something with a with a if we're gonna start from a blank template. So something with like maybe a, a regular plain donut, nothing added on top of it. It's just basically it's just bread at this point. But yeah. I want to incorporate something that has a difference to it. Like if we had to take, you know, maybe a chopped up bit of like fresh banana and throw it inside of it, like maybe cut the donut, not in half like that way, but like if you're going to cut a bagel, put okay. it inside of it, then maybe take some type of frosting. And I'm just thinking about this on the spot and just put some type of frosting to kind of around the edges to kind of seal it up, whether it's peanut butter, whether it's whatever. And well, that's where you uh, you have my wheels ticking because as a kid, one of my favorite sandwiches to bring to lunch was a peanut butter banana sandwich. They oh, was, my uncle would go. actually call me Elvis. All right, <laughs> because- here we go. We're going to do peanut butter around the edges. So we're filling all the crack of what we just cut the whole donut in half. We're going to fill it with peanut butter. Then – Let's let's say we 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 heat it. We get it so it kind of seals it a little bit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it fills it fills it in. So now the banana has no way of escaping. You know what I mean? It's going to be trapped in there. And you don't want to you don't want to use just regular peanut butter. You want to sweeten it up a tiny bit because the whole point of the donut is to be a little sweet. I had a donut recently that was a peanut butter and jelly donut, but all they did was slather. And I love peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. But they slather a ton of peanut butter on top of the donut. Now it's just a sandwich. Uh, okay, so how how would we do that? Just add a little bit of sugar onto it. A little a little bit of powdered sugar will thicken the peanut butter up a little bit. That way you can spread it around those edges and keep it in. Okay, and then I'm thinking on top of it, we add maybe a drizzle of chocolate syrup and a drizzle of maybe like some of that. I know they have peanut butter syrup too. Oh yeah, and a nice nice fancy design. And how do you feel about like maybe some crushed peanuts? Mm, oh dude i think that i think instead of maybe doing a peanut syrup on top we just do crushed peanuts on top of the chocolate syrup yeah, now, we're already getting peanut butter from the side of the sandwich yeah now you got a crunchy texture to it as well Ooh, shit dude all right i'm trying to think if that's all we could do to that that i feel I, like i, I want to i feel that. like that's perfect and and that's in my memory bank now and so stay tuned because after January, when I start baking again, that will be the donut I do. If you create this, you better tag me in it. Oh, uh, 100% I will. Well, we got to call it now. We just got to figure out what we got to call it. Uh, I think you got to call it to Elvis. He's the one who is eating fried PB and, J- or PB and banana sandwiches. All right, man. I guess we're calling it the Elvis. Boom. I'm making it. The Elvis, and then put the quote under it, sticky but slicky. <laughs> I like it. Man, we just crafted out a do- – see, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, when you don't have these, like, you know, you don't have the food constantly, you know, you, you, you restrict yourself on, like, maybe a diet or something, you have these weird passions that start coming out. Like, it's so crazy now that there's literally hashtags for people that are, like – especially you're seeing a lot of people become home cooks now, home chefs, home bakers. There's mm-hmm. food bloggers, dude, people that are going and traveling all around the world just writing things about foods like how far have you gone just in a donut review like what's the farthest you've ever traveled uh the farthest i ever traveled uh for the review so far has just been an hour and a half to that uh jersey spot but we have a planned trip to boston coming up this summer i already have some spots uh mapped out for there i have a couple spots in washington dc and uh if i can make it down to florida again soon i have a number of spots there too 
Now, are we talking about are you going to maybe a Krispy Kreme in a Boston in Boston, and then going to a Krispy Kreme down here and seeing the difference, or are we talking about you're going to more small town places as well, things that no. don't, aren't really in your area? I'm going to those mom and pop shops, those like home homegrown bakeries. Um, the thing about Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts is you're going to get the same everywhere, and everyone knows them already. I'm trying to promote the spots of the people who are like doing this for a passion. See, it's crazy because, you know, that's buying local too. It's, it's supporting an artist as well. I don't, I don't think a lot of people understand that when it comes into just making a donut. It's an art form. What's, what's one memorable story you have with a donut? I have one, and I'll share it. One memorable story with a donut? Whether it's one that stuck out in your memory as a kid having a donut or just one of your most memorable experiences you've ever came across with this one this this bakery item with a hole in it that a lot of people use in very derogative ways okay uh it's happened recently and it's not anything fancy i mean I've, it's about a jelly donut i've had jelly donuts before um and it wasn't anything out of the norm but i i get real fascinated when someone takes a classic and just you still bite into it and there's something magical about it there's a place in uh, Warminster, Pennsylvania called Rillings Bakery. Shout out to Rillings. I went there just after work, just to a spot I haven't reviewed yet. Got a couple donuts, uh, you know, glazed cinnamon twist and a sugar jelly. And first off, it's doing the granulated sugar on the outside instead of a powdered sugar is a little different. But just when you bit into it, the jelly was just like the freshest jelly I ever had. It just, the flavors just popped. And I mean, I know we're just talking about donuts here, but for me, when, when I bit into it, I was like, this is people who are dedicated to making a good product and you, and you don't even hear about places like this. Well, it's not even ridiculous in you saying that either. See, the weird thing is that there is something about food where it's linked to our memory. There's something about smell linked to our memory. I've walked oh, 100%. Into- I've walked into so many grocery stores or so many restaurants where that nice little quick whiff when you walk in the door, I'm 12 years old sitting with my grandparents eating at a TGI Fridays. I'm like, holy shit, this is one of the most memorable experiences. I feel like I'm a little kid again. You know what I mean? It's those moments that you create over things like this. I think that's why people get really kind of addicted to it and too. And like just tasting something, being brought back, like anytime I smell fucking camel cigarettes or something i immediately think of my grandma who used to smoke and make breakfast and then yell at the eggs you know what i mean so it's it's those moments you look back when you're older too you're like wow and just to see the random triggers that go off in your brain but it's crazy how that can go the other way too by when you're just reminiscing about something and then all of a sudden you can taste or smell what you were thinking about too Dude, just the other day, man, I, I swear to you, I don't know where it came from. I Someone said something, and I started thinking of this memory with my grandparents. They used to make um this up. I don't want to give out her fucking recipe because next time <laughs> everybody's making it. But it's a pretzel rod. You roll it in caramel. You roll it in chocolate chips, M&Ms, and we used to make these things. And we everybody on Christmas, like, you know, with it just passing and stuff, it's like everybody wanted – was asking if she was making this and it's you freeze them dude and they're just they're amazing but immediately when i started thinking back about that i started tasting it in my mouth i was like i haven't had one of those in years why is that happening and it was just the weirdest thing about it 
and that's where the cravings start happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, my craziest donut experience, though, I'll never forget when I found out that Baskin Robbins, or not Baskin Robbins, um, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Krispy Kreme, all those donut shops throw out their donuts at the end. Dude, of, I don't know if it's at the end of every night or if it's at the end of a couple days or something. It's, a, it's every night. Okay. My buddy showed up at the bus stop in the morning. I guess he just didn't go to sleep. I guess he just, just stayed up all night. Shows up. I'm standing at the bus stop. I see him carrying a giant white trash bag, and it's like <laughs> oddly shaped. And I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" He's like, "Dude, you're not gonna believe this." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I just found a bunch of donuts." I'm like, "You mean found a bunch of donuts?" I'm like, what are you talking about? He opens up this bag, dude. There are Boston creams. There are glaze. There are double chocolate. There's everything. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" He's like, "Dude." <laughs> let's just ditch the bus ride and just just hang out i'm like dude we're 14 years old what are we going to do with a bag of donuts he goes so many things <laughs> we probably shouldn't have eaten them but we did we ate a lot of it we did get massively sick to where we did have to stay the next couple of days home but hey you know it was it was it was a crazy experience i never knew that when someone comes up to you with a bag of donuts and tells you to skip school is there anything else you do but say yes? That's, it's, I, I try and tell my dad that. He says, that only works when a stranger offers you candy. The only time you ever accept is if he has peanut butter cups. I said, okay. <laughs> cups. That's when I get in the van. Not, okay. I get well, in. here's what's, what's funny about the whole Dale Donut thing, which I wish those big box companies would do more with those. Um, maybe give them the shelters or something, that's, but that's a whole dude, other story. I've suggested that so many times that we could literally end the starvation problem when food expires and it has like a store throws it out. Like it's cause the expiration date is that day or something, or if it's a day pass, how many times you have an item in your house where you, it expired maybe by like a day or so, but you're opening up and you eat it and it's fine. Dude, you do the smell test. Yeah, exactly. You know, in the five-second rule, when you drop it on the floor, it's okay. You just count by Mississippi. So there's a spot called Curiosity Donuts. Um, they run out of Whole Foods. Uh, there's one uh, There's one over here on Bethlehem Pike, and there's one over in Jersey, and I think they just opened another one. But they run out of a Whole Foods, and they don't sell their, their day-old donuts, but they don't get rid of them. So what they do is they chop them up and they turn it into a donut bread pudding, form it back into a donut and refry it and sell it the next day as a donut bread pudding donut. Do you think a lot of companies don't do that only because it takes so long to do that? Well, if they knew how to make bread pudding correctly, they would know it doesn't take that long. See, I, that's, that's, it's, it just seems like it's a waste too when you throw out all that stuff. It's like how much of that could actually go to like a shelter? And they're like, oh, but it's a health risk. I'm like, but if you sign – if you have a person sign a piece of paper saying that they're not liable or whatever, the company's not liable for if they get sick from it, it's like, dude, there are people starving that don't have food. You're going to watch exactly. them go into the trash can and pull it out anyway just to eat the thing because they're starving. Why do you just have to sit there and watch it? Why don't you just hand it to them? You think the hungry people are caring about liability? I think they care about just getting some food in their mouth. Yeah, they'll take a parasite or something. I'll, uh, shit, I'll take a parasite if you get you know a nice uh, brown sugar donut in front of me. Damn. If you create that Elvis, I will. <laughs> if that thing is a week old, I'll I'll still eat it. I don't care. I think um, what's probably one of the 
worst donuts you've ever had. One of the, like the ones that you literally bit into it. You're like, this is terrible. I, it's too much flavor. Uh, well, probably the worst one I had is the lack of flavor, but there are ones that are, are just way too sweet. Okay. So one of the worst donuts I've had recently, um, was from, I, I don't know if I should give out the name of it cause they all get, they all get a little butthurt about it, but they created a, um, strawberries and cream donut. Oh no, no, not sorry. This was a cherry cream cheese donut. So, oh, shit. so it's a cream cheese icing, uh, which is fine. And a cherry filling, which is also fine. But I've, I found this new, I don't know if it's a phenomenon, but from my experience, we're viewing there's places that are not using jelly in their donuts. They're using like a gel, like a flavored gel. And you can tell it's artificially flavored, which is really weird. So I bite into this donut and the first thing I think of is cough syrup, kids cough syrup from when I was a kid. You talk about bringing memories back. I, it, it reminded me of having to hold my stop, nose, stop, tilt stop, back and choke stop, down. Stop, stop. <laughs> You're making me get flashbacks with all these anxiety of cherry medicine and I can't handle that. Dude, stuff. I, I took one, I can only take one bite and I get, I let my wife try it and she said the exact same thing. It was like, and then, and then you start thinking, how are, how do you sell this donut? And this place has a big following, but how do you sell this donut? How do people like this donut? Oh, it's, it was disgusting. Tilt your head back and let the medicine go down. Hold your nose. You won't taste it. Bullshit. And that's how I had to eat the donut. Oh, my God. See, what's crazy is how can you tell if a donut, though, has a bunch of, like, artificial stuff into it? Like, if they're using an artificial jam rather than using a real jelly – the consistency, obviously, you could tell from, but I think that's only because they don't want it to go bad. It makes it last longer. That's the only thing I can think of. But, I mean, you're sacrificing on flavor at that point. And with these artificial – like, I've had donuts with gel in them that tasted good. They kind of taste like the gel on an ice cream cake. But some of these places, it, there's so much chemical flavored in there that you get that weird afterburn on after you swallow it. And I, I don't see how it passed their own taste test. What's your uh, basic um kind of like list that you kind of go through um just when you're reviewing a donut? Like, do you have steps and like things that you bring into whether it's consistency, whether it's you know, I, I'm trying to think because if you're a reviewer, I feel like a lot goes into it. Base, especially on look and appeal too. I mean, I've seen some donuts that you know look amazing, but they taste terrible. Yeah, visual is one of the things I score on as well because, you know, you don't want a donut to look unappetizing, but then again, you don't want a donut to look overly good and then be a letdown because if a donut looks so good and doesn't taste anything like it's supposed to, that lowers my score even more. But let's take a basic, like a glazed donut is a yeast donut. So I'm looking at for it to be nice and light, a little bit of a chew, and and a little bit airy and to me a glazed donut you know you you said your uh, dad would bring you something from a 7-eleven if you get that glazed donut it has a glaze around the whole thing top and bottom so i score on the glaze coverage on how sweet the glaze is and just those are the basics from there and then depending on the toppings you go from there sweetness if it tastes like the fruit it says if it tastes like whatever you're naming it say a cannoli donut does it taste like a cannoli it expands as they add stuff to it. Would you say just with doing all your reviewing, it's kind of 
uncovering a little bit more of a passion that you have just for donut making in general. Now that you're tasting so many different donuts, it probably adds more knowledge into your own process of creating as well, finding what works together and finding new ways to kind of adapt and make new ones. Oh, big time. I mean, like I said earlier, like when I get into something, I like to know the ins and outs of it. So once I started actually reviewing donuts, it was just for fun. And then I started picking up a passion for it. And as the page starts to grow, I only felt like it was right for me to start trying out my own if I'm going to like give my two cents on someone else's passion. And it's, it's tough, but it's, it's so much fun doing the trial and error, trying to substitute different ingredients, trying to meet people's dietary needs, if need be. It's definitely across, opened up the whole world. Have you come across a healthy donut? I mean, you sacrifice a lot of flavor with a quote-unquote healthy donut. I've had protein donuts. I have my my gear spinning on making a, a flavorful protein donut. Um, but no, nothing. I don't. I would say there's no such thing as an actual healthy donut. Yeah, sort of thing when you use bread. I saw someone say they made a healthy donut one time, and it was made of tofu, and it tastes. Dude, God let me tell you something. When people you people use that word "quote unquote" healthy on their all right, so you know you got all these fad diets like keto diet, low carb, paleo, and then you go on Pinterest, right? So I go on Pinterest, look up different recipes, and the all you see is healthy paleo donut, healthy vegan donut, but there's nothing healthy about it. You're still putting tons of sugar. I mean, I'm gonna eat it because I like the sugar. It's it's a cheat for me. It's but, just it's not that bad as the I guess the regular. No, I mean when you're when you're loading up a keto donut, say with like uh, stevia or stuff like that, you're still gonna eventually you're you're not killing your cravings for a real donut. I mean, technically, I guess technically it's a little healthier because it's less sugar, but then you're getting all your carbs in there too. There, I don't think there's really a way to get low carbs on a keto donut unless you're gonna pump it full of fiber. I didn't even know chocolate syrup was keto until someone uh, that one of my uh, mom's friends came over on my podcast and started telling me he went to a strip club and the stripper said she was uh, either yeah keto or vegetarian and she was using chocolate syrup or whipped cream all over herself and said it's okay because she's keto and I said I never knew that about keto. <laughs> Why well, I don't I trust must... the diet? Uh, I don't know if I trust a stripper. I don't know. Her name was Cinnamon. She seemed nice. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so many factors, though, come into play because everybody has this mindset that they want to be healthy. But when like people start tossing out things like now, people are going to start labeling things as healthy, even though it's not like I've had people come up to me and say, oh, it's healthy fried Oreo. I'm like, how is it healthy? Oh, it's cooked in this oil instead of cooked in that. I'm like, it doesn't mean it's healthy. It just means it's healthier than the original. No, it's just adding to the food addiction that everyone has. And and like, I guess I could say I'm adding to it by reviewing donuts and making everyone want donuts, but I'm not trying to disguise it as a health food for you. But when people are, you know, thumbing through pages and pages of Instagram food, hashtag food porn, like they're just getting hungrier and hungrier. And when you're trying to dupe someone and like, here's a healthy pizza, it's like, is it though? Is it, is it really, or is it just lying to you? <laughs> See, it, it was weird because like we were talking about before where like people just like get off on watching other people eat food because they have that craving themselves. There was a diet at one point, I think like when I was like probably eight years old. So let's take it back like 15 years ago or something where people would literally get off or be able to 
kill their craving by watching somebody eat something. Wait, what? Say that again? Yeah, like some like if you were going to eat a donut in front of me, I could like basically watch you eat it and then it would kill my craving. Be like, "Oh, like enjoying it like as you're enjoying it." It was on a King and Queens episode. Um Yeah, I don't think that's real. That's that's like those people who are like try to do that whole mind over matter thing but when really once the cameras go off all you can think about is eating that donut i I guess so man but i tell you there are sometimes i watch somebody eat something i'm like i don't think i need to eat that i think i just kind of experienced that with you i'm telling you it's it's (laughs) it's strange to see where our mind can manipulate things too like i wonder how many people actually process the actual information they're getting from their food like the actual taste to it it seems like half the time we're just shoving it in our face and not actually truly enjoying it. Like I never really understood it. Cause when I was a kid, I used to vacuum, like just suck up the food. Like even when I eat now, it's not really enjoying it. It's just kind of getting the, the quick 10 minutes or whatever out of the way. And then going back to what I want to do. But my grandmom told me, she was like, why don't you take a minute to slow down? I was like, what do you mean slow down? And I'm like 14 years old at the time playing basketball outside And she goes, instead of eating that whole bag of chips or something, why don't you just do what I do? And she pours a little bit into a bowl and then like salt and vinegar potato chips, sticks one in her mouth and just starts just enjoying it. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. And she's like, just take the time. You're just really rushing the taste and you're losing all the initial kind of interest in it. Yeah, I actually learned that when I got into cooking overall, I'm big into uh, homemade barbecue and everything. So when I'm choosing for that, the different wood chips for the different meats, you can't just throw any certain wood chips, any flavored wood chips in with any specific meat. Each one has a specific flavor that goes towards what meat you're going towards. And same thing with the seasoning. So when you're slowing down, you you can, when you really think about it, you take that bite and you can taste every little thing that you put on there. But most people are just, you know, sitting down in a restaurant, woofing it down, and just saying, oh, it's cheesy. I love the cheese on it. Well, a whole lot more that goes into something. I think that's what I'm pushing with the donut reviews too. I think if you if you read each review, you can I break down the different steps that I have on each review to to kind of point out the different flavors and hints that you get. Oh my God, I just thought of another donut idea too, man. Please tell me you wrote the Elvis down. Oh, I have it. Okay, I got another one for you. You gotta stick with me on this, all right? Hit me. Coming from a camping background, I used to go camping all the time as a kid. I'm thinking of a nice, can't a, a basically a camping donut. And what I mean by saying that is, we take like let's say an original template again, a plain donut, but this time we're gonna we're gonna cook it over top of a campfire. So you're getting that nice kind of Ooh. smoky flavor to it. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe wrap it in tin foil to get a lot of that flavor still trapped in. But once we add the ingredients, so the ingredients I'm talking about. A nice, a nice brown marshmallow, not a burnt one, maybe a burnt one, depending on how you liked your marshmallows on a s'more or something. Take a nice chocolate bar, cook it inside of the donut. Then, then only then take a little bit of crushed graham cracker and sprinkle it up up top. Bam, dude, you have the smoky flavor of the campfire and you have a s'more donut. Yeah, this is hilarious that you say that because I've had uh two or three different styles of s'mores donuts and the biggest thing it's lacking is that smoky cooked marshmallow flavor and usually Ah. they're just usually they're throwing on like a bunch of 
marshmallow mini marshmallows on top and they're just chewy and you know not what you not what you want from a s'mores donut nah, but if geez. you Ooh. if you if you made a marshmallow cream after roasting them over the fire and putting them into a bowl and making the cream in there and putting a piece of chocolate in the donut dude all right it's down i can do that write it down you better you better you better send that to me dude. when you make it dude i want to taste that sucker I know you can't see it, but I literally got goosebumps from that. <laughs> dude, I got drool coming out of my mouth right now, man. All over my computer. See, what's funny is, I, I don't know, what would we name it? I would call that the smoker or something. I would call that something really freaking, it has to have a camping feel to it, you know, like uh, summer no, night by, or something. Or by the campfire. Oh, beautiful. Love it. By the campfire. This is what my coworkers love and hate about me is, I'll be running a machine and I just start rambling off about food. And next thing you know, there's all they are is just super hungry and salivating waiting for that lunch clock to hit. Someone's screaming that they got their arms stuck in a t-shirt press and you're sitting there. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, Eric, dude, I, I, the donut thing, I mean, this is like, it's, it's, it was so interesting to see it too. Cause like just scrolling through and like, I've never like really understood like that. That's a whole Avenue donut reviews, like where even you got kind of started with it too. I mean, it, it all expands down into it as well. And first of all, your own knowledge and being able to bake your own things too. Do you eventually at one point want to start your own bakery? That's been kind of a dream of mine, not bakery per se at first, but just opening some kind of cafe. I'm a big coffee lover. I would, would love to just through my own type of espresso i'd love to just do like a breakfast lunch spot that's always been something i wanted to do and once i started with the baking it was like this is like a whole another thing so yeah to answer in short yes that is that is the goal of mine at some point to open up some kind of little cafe and you know share my knowledge with the world now when it comes to the business aspect of donuts though let's, let's branch off just the of the food in general but What's one of the main things that you like about a donut shop? Uh, all right. So I'll actually answer that by giving you a description of this one uh, super small place right by my work. Um, it's a place called Angels. Uh, they don't have any social media or anything. Every time I've gone in this place, there's one person working there every time, night or day. They're open from 530 in the morning to 530 at night. This one old Asian lady is the only person there working. As soon as you walk in, she's in the back. There's a big open window so she can see people walk in. And she greets you like you've known her forever. Like she's your grandma. And, you know, she speaks a little bit of broken English, but you know what she's saying. She's she's talking to you about everything, life, anything. As soon as you come in, she's give, she's always giving me an extra free donut. It's just that it's when you walk into a home donut shop like that it's just very warm and welcoming and and ha happiness it's kind of like like people go to starbucks all the time now for their coffee and you go in and there's long lines there's people are are annoyed to be there just want to get and go get and go but when you go in a place like angels like she doesn't care if you have to go right away she wants to talk to you and make your day better and you know at that point you don't even care that you have to go right away you want to share in the experience with her do you do you have your pen on you because i'm about to give you another idea Oh, I do actually. All right, sweet. Okay, so I just thought of another donut idea. Stick with me because it is a bit rushed, but immediately when you said that, I immediately started thinking. Imagine if you took a, like the fortune cookie, like the the like the cookie part, you crush it up, put it on top of like a nice like kind of like 
maybe like a, a lightly glazed donut, just kind of the top layer, maybe of like a cream or something. But what you did was instead of like, I want to say, I don't know if you should include the fortune inside of the donut, like a fortune donut, but I'm trying to think of a nice like Chinese restaurant style donut that has a little bit of flavor and maybe use some of that Szechuan sauce or whatever that, that makes the general so's chicken that that kind of candy type glaze to it because when that stuff yeah. hardens it's like candy that and, was the first thing i thought of once once you started talking about it oh dude and you just sprinkle that on top and then put some of that fortune cookie like crushed up on top dude you got yourself a nice you know takeout donut well that's one of those uh first of all that's the name of it now the takeout donut and second of all that's where you can get uh real fancy by adding some savory sweetness to that 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 sweetness of that general like a general so's sauce as as like a, a hard glaze on top of the donut oh man and some and some crushed up crushed up fortune cookie on top of that on like a nice just like normal yeast donut like a light and fluffy donut i think there's something there and you can make them make them miniature so they're like almost bite-sized oh dude fuck it let's do it let's put, dump oregano on a donut let's put cheese on a donut and pepperoni and make a pizza donut <laughs> people are already doing that's a new thing now Oh my God, dude. So many ideas with donuts. It just never ends, man. When it comes to, when it comes to though, the worst part about uh, a donut experience you've ever had, not maybe the taste of the donut, but the overall just vibe, you don't have to say the name of the place, but what is like kind of the, the weirdest thing about going to a donut shop? I feel a lot of it is, it seems a lot of it's rush. Well, I'll name the place. Cause it was, it was the, the place glazed when I went, I went to the Mecca for that baklava donut and at a spot like that, like you go on their Instagram and they have like, you know, tens of thousands of followers, you know, they've been on the news. They're like known for their artisan donuts. It's in the name of the place. So like when you're advertising a special donut and, and you're advertising multiple times and you specifically say Saturday and Sundays only, we have this donut and you go, you I drive an hour and a half there and you go, it's not just that they didn't have it. So it's like, all right, I can understand if like something happened, you, you know, ran out of ingredients or something, it's a special donut. But it was when I walked in and I was like, I was super excited. I couldn't hold it in. I was like, oh, I've drove here an hour and a half away. You know, I'm so excited to get these donuts. And you just looked at it like, okay, like, like I bored them. And then I was like looking around like, hey, you know, you got that baklava donut? That's what I'm here for. Uh, no, we're not making that today. No, and oh, why not? Oh, uh, you know, we're we're just not going to make it today. That's the explanation I got. When you have a place like that that gets too big for its britches, you you lose all your customer service. Hey, but then when you see when you see them on the news, though, they're like they're all about customer service. That's what's really sad. Yeah, losing all the kind of perspective of why the place even is a business in the first place. You're caring for the people too. Exactly. When when a and I know they probably started as a small mom and pop shop that got hot you know, and they were doing it for the love. And, you know, I bet that owner, the original baker probably is still doing it for the love, but you know, you can't, when you have multiple locations, you can't be at every shop at all times. See, I know you could easily get popular by making a spite donut. If you just gave those people just told them like, Hey, I made this donut. I'd like you to try, you give it to that person. You fill it with ghost peppers and stuff. They bite into it. Next thing you know, they're on the toilet for like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the spite donut. Devil's rage, baby. 
that was a better idea than I had. I just went back thinking, you know, I'm going to make a better baklava donut, even though I'm in the beginning of my stages. <laughs> well, I, I, Eric, I really appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast, man. I, I better see some of these donuts that we talked about being made, dude, especially. Dude. Like, I, I want to see this. I want one shipped to my house because I'm eating it. Dude, well, January is a no sugar January. It's my reset of every year being a fitness guy. Um, but come February, when I start mixing the ingredients around again, 100% these are going to be made. And dude, I appreciate that you even like when you messaged me, the first thing I thought was like, this had to be fake. I'm just a, doing a random donut review page. He's doing, but, a, no, this he's is awesome. doing a survey. He's a bot. That's what I am. Yeah. A bot. Uh, but I listened to a couple of your backlog episodes. I really like it. I like what you're doing. Well, thanks so much, man. I kind of want to give you here a minute at the end to promote your uh, pages or anything that you want to promote. All right. Uh, pages, uh, Donut King of PA, uh, Donut, Donut King underscore of underscore PA uh, on Instagram. You can check out all my awesome reviews. And uh, if you like what you see, shoot me a message. I'll, uh, I'll hit you up with my fitness Instagram as well. Now, do you have any tips out there for people that are aspiring to make their own donuts? Be patient. Let If you're doing a yeast donut, let that yeast rise and don't keep on covering it. I've made that mistake many times. I just thought of another donut idea that's a joke donut idea. But this one, I call it the holy donut. And we fuse it with holy water. And maybe <laughs> the, the, what they call the, the bread, I guess the flesh of Christ, if we incorporate that being the basis of the donut. Oh, how would we flavor it though? Because that bread has zero flavor being a grown up Christian. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it's that's the holy donut. That's what makes it so magnificent. It's just bland. It's and then we have a priest bless it every time. So you walk in before you're able to leave, they bless the donut. Well, I guess it will be bad news for the non believers when they burst in the flames. No sins here. And they just place their hands over the donut and immediately bam. Oh, and then you could literally sell it by each bite takes a sin away. <laughs> and you have to walk up to the counter with your tongue out and they got to place it on there for you. Oh my God. And it all falls back to Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so full much. Full circle. Yeah, full circle. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode. And also, if you want to try a donut out there and if you want to message Eric, about maybe possibly a donut idea or something. I doubt they're going to be any better than the ones that me and him have created in this episode, but I'm pretty sure he's open to maybe check it out and let you know if the place has already done it. Please do. I know the good spot. So now we're doing another recording because we recorded in January and now we're recording on the 1st of February. So what is changing from January to February? Well, the biggest change is in January – uh, every year I do a little reset where I probably gain a bunch of weight during the holidays and I go on a very strict routine of gym and food to drop that weight. And now with the donut thing, I'm going to have my first donuts starting actually today. I'm pretty excited about it. So you get to start that. So it was no sugar January. And then we're heading into February now where you get to eat basically as much as you really want, or you get to make, I guess, what really you want. A little bit of both. I'm trying to just stick to Saturday so I don't go too far off the wagon. But uh, yeah, all my reviews from January were all backlogged in December, just so I could still stay current. And then starting today will be my first 
reviews of 2020. I already got my spots locked down. All right, you got to tell me the spots, man. I'm thinking you're going to a Krispy Kreme, maybe? Oh, no, I got... See, I tried to do three different styles. So one is a cafe called Eat Good in Jersey. Um, they specialize in, like, these long maple sticks, uh, which I'm probably going to try, too, but I hear their donuts are really good. I'm also going to a place called Donuts Time Cafe in Hamilton, Jersey. They specialize in donut breakfast sandwiches and some really like monster special donuts as well i think last time i was there i had a snickers donut that not only had like anything that's in a snickers on top but it had an actual snickers uh candy bar on top as well now and then the third well have you come across any of the s'mores donut or the elvis donut that we were talking about before no i've come across some s'mores donuts and they're okay, but I think what we talked about was a way better idea, roasting the marshmallows over a campfire and getting that campfire taste in there. And you told me you were going to start doing this in February, so I'm expecting to see these pictures of these donuts. Uh, oh, it is totally planned. I have a uh, KitchenAid mixer on the way, so I can stop mixing the dough by hand and killing my arm. And then... Uh, Dude, those two, the Elvis and the S'mores, are the first two I'm doing. I've been excited about those. The one thing about doing the January reset is all I think about is eating those donuts again, too. So I've been thinking about all the different ways of making them. Well, it's like you're on a diet thing. It's like when you're on a cleanse, like everything you're trying not to eat or drink starts getting a lot better as the month progresses. Like if you're doing a juice cleanse for like seven days, by the time you hit day six, you're like, I really just want to tear open a bag of McDonald's right now. Oh, those first two weeks are like harsh. Sugar cravings are no joke. And it's almost like you you dream about them. You wake up like not even thinking that you're going to be healthy. You, th- you wake up thinking like, oh, what's the first donut spot I can get to? Now, when it comes to what you felt in January, what was like, how did your body react to just not having really sugar for a whole month? Um, The first week, you know, you get the, you get, sort of like the headaches and you get the cravings like almost like like you need it it's really weird it's almost like an addiction and then the second week is when I feel like your body starts to realize like hey that's not coming into you the sugar's not coming into your body anymore we're regulating over to the real food and then that's when I feel like it gets way easier and the weight comes off way easier so you found like, especially like, I know probably around the third week or something, you got to be looking at people as like nutrition sources. Like I started looking at them like, I could tell you have 27 grams of sugar inside of your body. I could rip your head off and get that right now. <laughs> Besides like, like do it, get in your whole meal prep going while I'm meal prepping. That's always in the back of my head is like, all right, this is day 15. I got 15 more days full of donuts, day 20. I got 10 more days till donuts. Like, it's always a countdown. You, The numbers are just there. It's like the countdown to D-Day when you could just, like, go all out. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't kind of nervous because I did real well during January. But um, back in my head right now, it's like, oh, I'm going to have these donuts tonight, get some good reviews in. And then I'm a little scared that Sunday is going to roll over. But like, yeah, let's just, let's just do some more reviews today. <laughs> 
Now, I mean, even with just taking a month off and then heading into February, do you, do you are you like, kind of, I mean, still being hesitant towards it? The whole factor is like you're been off of it for so long. He's like, stay good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I'm hesitant or even during the holidays. You know, the holidays, people always kind of go all out. But I feel like that's always in the back of my head, being someone who was overweight for a long time as I was younger, that no matter what I eat, it's always in the back of my head that I'm thinking about what this potentially not only is going to do to my body, but what kind of cravings I'm going to get. And always also in the back of my head is how I'm going to prevent diving deep back into it the next day. Yeah, because going on like a binge or something, especially when you haven't had something in for so long that literally when you go and try and eat one of these donuts, you're probably going to get a little bit sick, you know, if you have too many. Oh, exactly. And that's something I know has happened to me before. So that's something I'm prepared for. The last thing I want, well, it's the first thing I want to do is stuff my face with them. But it's also the last thing I want to do is stuff them so hard that I hate donuts right after I do it. But I mean, I feel like when you are someone who has gone through the weight loss, even though the cravings are there, the the good part is that's always in the back of your head that even if you do go on a binge, that guilt kind of makes you want to return back to healthy eating. Yeah, I, I just, the amount of smells and how everything gets amplified when you're restricting yourself off of something like walking into a 7-Eleven walking into a Dunkin Donuts or something for you must have been terrible because I mean like the first two weeks you're just like I really need it I got a headache I'm smelling nothing but this I just want to tear open a donut and like obviously the last week's probably the easiest and then breaking into February like you've had to have some crazy combinations of ideas not just from the ones that we've talked about but you've already got to been thinking about adding stuff I mean it seems like when you can't have something is literally when you start getting creative ideas to do with something Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because first the first part of what you said is you know the smells and they amplify the cravings I there is no way I was gonna be able to go into a cafe or to a donut shop that whole month because as much as I know I can be strict, I know that where where my cravings and cavings go. But that yeah, that last week I actually have a million ideas of this new thing I wanted to do with cereal donuts. And I know we kind of talked about that before too, where you see like the fruity pebbles on top of a donut, and we talked about the one spot that did like the strawberry icing to make it seem like fruity cereal milk. Yeah, I kind of went on. Yeah, I kind of went on a creative binge of uh, just so many different cereal donuts and how to make them better. How would you suppose that you would make them better? I I feel like a lot of the times it's like with a fruity pebbles donut, they just use way too much. You know, like it's not, it's I don't know. They over amplify it. Like I mean, if you ever see a one of those donuts, it's never the top that's usually sprinkled. It's always like the whole thing's just coated in fruity pebbles to where you're biting it and pieces are falling all over the place. Like, and then you look at like, I had a really good idea for a donut because I was staring at a box of cocoa puffs. So I'm gonna toss this your way, and you might see, you know, there's a way to add it. Imagine if you take a blank donut, like a normal one, you take some cocoa powder. Or take something chocolatey, like a chocolate powder, maybe grab some Hershey's Kisses or something, ground it up real, real, like so it's just straight dust. Then you take the donut, you dip it in something like mm, maybe like a very, very, like, I wouldn't say watered down, but like a lighter layer of fluff. So it's not super, super thick. It's more smooth. 
and then you just dip the donut in there. Then you just start rolling it around in the powder and get like a nice kind of chocolate marshmallow mix. So it's like just coated on there. So when you grab it, it's not, I mean, you're going to get some on your fingers, but it's like Doritos, you know, mm, Doritos when you lick your fingers and everything. <laughs> I think you, what you have me thinking of is like, a, like Cool Whip. Like it's like not a thick icing, but it's not like something that's runny or falling off, but it's super light and you could stick the, the cocoa powder right onto there and that's not falling off. Yeah. I'm almost thinking, go. I'm almost thinking with the Cool Whip too, now you said it, especially with Cocoa Puffs is maybe like that cocoa powder actually be ground up cocoa puffs and then you mix a little of like a chocolate pudding in with the cool whip so it's still real light but it almost and now i'm talking about just a little bit of chocolate pudding so the cool whip almost has like the hint of chocolate in there as if the cereal was sitting in the milk dude i'm telling you if you just message me this whole month of february that you're making donuts i will give you so many ideas well, think about this one, too, because during the cereal part is I was thinking of, like, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch one. And I've seen places that, again, that just puts the icing on there with Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal on top. But I'm talking about, like, like a cinnamon icing with, like, the cinnamon sugar drizzled on top. And then, like a, like, a cinnamon icing glaze and not, like, a full icing, just, like, drizzled line by line almost how when you look at a cinnamon toast crunch it has those little wavy lines in there i'm yeah. talking about those wavy lines on top of the donut as like an icing drizzle and then you know you can decorate with some cinnamon toast crunch you want people to know it's a cinnamon toast crunch donut but i but you need those you need those flavors sorry you need those flavors so you don't just want to like bite into a donut and crunch in the cereal and now you're just having a donut with cereal you want to amplify the flavors of the cereal of the experience. I think that's one issue with a lot of those fancy donuts we might have talked about before, where you're putting so much on top of a donut, but it just ends up being like a flavor mess and you're not really getting like, say like our Elvis donut. If we're putting peanut butter and banana on a donut, you want the experience of the peanut butter and the banana together, not just a slop mess on top. Yeah, you don't want it to be overpowered by too much. Like if you add too much like cinnamon or anything to something, it already overpowers the full thing. You want to give it that burst of flavor. It's like when you walk down, yeah. like what's interesting about like this, the smell of donuts and stuff. Like when you walk down the bread aisle in your local supermarket, what's like when you're walking by the breads, what's the one that always sticks out the most? Think deep. It starts, uh, it starts with an R. I don't know. Raisin. What was that? Raisin. Oh, yeah. When you're walking down the bread aisle, I swear to you, at least for me, raisin sticks out the most. I can literally walk down there and smell straight up oatmeal raisin or something. That's a very overpowered, but it's a very, very good bread. It's probably one of their most popular ones. It's the same thing with donuts. Like you'll walk into a bakery or something. And you'll smell one over all the others. Usually that's the one you end up picking because it seems like the one that goes to your craving. But you want a donut. Like I feel like a lot of the good ones are the ones that don't really have a very large smell to it. Like everything's balanced out. Yeah, and you want those flavors. about Like when you see a donut visually and you see all the different toppings on it, the first thing I want is I want to be able to, to have all those toppings go well together as soon as I take a bite. I want a bite of each topping in one big bite 
and have them all work together. Yeah, I, I want it to be a combination, not just like it's like if you add too much paprika on anything, if you add too much whatever on anything, you're overpowering the whole meal. It's not going to taste like anything but that one thing. Like if you add cinnamon on anything, it's ruined basically. It's just going to taste like cinnamon unless you do like a small, small, small amount. But you never just do a small amount. You grab the container. And next thing you know, you're pouring cinnamon on something and bam, the whole thing comes out. And you're like, well, now I'm eating a cinnamon salad. Exactly. And when I feel like when you're adding something like cinnamon to, it can go with so many different flavors. So why overpower it with one little thing? So like when the cinnamon toast crunch donut, you want that cinnamon, but you want the sugar, you want the crunch, you want like there's just the cinnamon and sugar to meld together with the icing on top. Have you ever thought about making a pizza donut? No, I haven't until this past year when I've seen a couple places do savory donuts and they do, it almost looks like a pizza bagel where I've seen ones that have the cheese and pepperoni on top. And then I've seen ones that have like cheese on top and it's a filled donut with a pizza sauce. The savory donuts are kind of like been in my, in the back of my head. Yeah. See, have you just thought about using cereal and um, just as new donut experiences? Have you thought of anything super, super strange? Like I've seen someone incorporate like, I don't know, like sushi on a donut. I'm like, I don't know how that would work, but I mean, people buy it. Well, that's one of the things uh, we can go back on too, that we didn't talk a, a lot about it, but we had the idea of of the fortune cookie donut where you have like the general so sauce on the donut. It's a little sweet. It's a little savory. You have the fortune cookie on top, but I was actually thinking about that even more. And with the sweet and savory, like what if, and this sounds like a crazy idea, but you had little chopped up pieces of the general style chicken and like some red pepper flakes on top to to match with the sweetness of the sauce. Like, I feel like that would be I like perfect. The sound of that. Yeah, I feel like it would be perfect on top on top of a, like a regular yeast donut. It's real soft. But all, it's almost like a, a general so sandwich. Imagine if you could get it. <clears throat> Imagine if you could get a donut and soak it in a wonton soup. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude and like soak it in a wonton soup and then toast it or like fry it or do something where you, we talk about being fitness people but good god the way we think is like somebody with stage seven diabetes what's well, the reason why we got into fitness is because we love food too much that we got to balance it out at least that's what's for me now you got me thinking yeah, too of like a wonton donut having like the the chicken or the pork filling inside the donut too oh man oh my god and, and then we're playing we're playing God or, or should I say Morgan Freeman with <laughs> imagine just dipping that into like a little side of a, of the wonton broth oh man there you go dude make a donut that's not just a dessert or a breakfast make something as for a meal like people have saltine crackers they put in chili fuck it make a chili donut dude dude you have you'd having some crushed up Fritos on top of that donut, or like, or like, you never had pigs in a blanket. I have. Now, now think of like, like a filled donut with 
some mini hot dogs in there. Not even mini, just cut them up in half so they're kind of sticking out of the sides too. I have a nice like cup of ketchup or a cheese sauce on the side, and you have it like a buttery biscuit donut as well. See, that's see, that's a meal that's selling at a ballpark right now. I'm telling you, if you dump Old Bay on anything, you'll get some major traction down here on the East Coast, man. If you dump an Old Bay donut, just like, mm, call it like taste by the shore or something, bam, you already got yourself a seller. But I want a donut because I like eating breakfast food. So if I was going to eat a donut, I want something that's going to taste really like breakfast, like something that's mixed in. Like maybe if you took, um, let's say, a waffle, okay? We get that, we get like, this i guess bake it i guess using the same things you would make waffles from then you kind of form it into the shape of a donut then what you do is you take maybe a little bit of egg yolk or something you drizzle it on top of that then stay with me now you take that with the egg yolk on top of it and put little bacon chunks on it and then put maple syrup on that sucker and sell it as the breakfast bunch what's up dude First of all, waffles might be my favorite breakfast food. You're just blowing my mind now. And when once you said waffles, though, the first thing I thought of was like taking like a fritter batter, an apple fritter batter without the apples in it, or like a donut batter and putting it in the waffle maker. So now you have it shaped like a waffle, but with the flavors of a donut. And then I would even go a step further and maybe put like a two of those together with a little maple sausage in between almost like a sandwich yeah and you got to toast it too man it's got to be like nice and crispy you don't want no more soft donut on this one you want something that's crispy oh no that's that's the best part about a waffle you want the crisp on the outside and nice and soft on the inside well then that brings a big question in how do you put syrup on your waffles do you put it all over the thing or do you fill up the little individual squares because i've seen those people and I look at them different because that's an extreme amount of OCD, I would say. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Well, it's funny. I don't pay attention to the squares with the syrup, but if I'm putting butter on it, I kind of am OCD with that, put filling each individual square. Yeah. I see I, I, the amount of donut combinations we could be making right now. Dude. We just need to open up a business, call it like Eric and Rob's Donut. Dairy product something <laughs> you could be open for breakfast lunch and dinner with those combos too because i'm thinking of like a donut waffle chicken sandwich now too have you ever thought of doing a donut challenge like not eating an extreme amount of donuts at one time but like if we opened up that restaurant we could do something where we took two of those breakfast donuts and then just threw whipped cream on top of it so you got like a double stack donut and then you just drenched it in some like nice little like strawberry like sauce or something dude you're just like do it you're describing my whole last week of being donut free it's like how extreme because i could i get with these donuts freaking taking a donut on each finger just straight up eating it like while you're driving you're trying to palm the wheel to turn and you're just like eating (laughs) donuts off your finger dude i'm picturing like a stack of pancake donuts just like stacked like pancakes with the syrup drizzling down the sides, piece of butter on top, and then just like slapping, uh, don't think I'm weird here, but slapping a scoop of peanut butter on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. Now, 
even with all the tension you've kind of been a little bit feeling just towards with January and now you're heading into February, you're probably experiencing a little bit more stress just with the fact like you don't want to overdo it, but you already have so many combinations going up into your head. Are you really kind of looking forward to February or are you looking more down the line of like I'm a little bit going to probably go off the deep end? It's 50-50, especially uh, the last two days. Is when I was narrowing down the places I want, because I'm actually headed to, we have here up in the Northeast called the Punk Rock Flea Market. And they space out between Jersey and Philly. And we go uh, every time they're around. So I knew I was going there today. So that's how I planned out the spots I was going to in Trenton. So going into that, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, here's a couple of places I love. Here's a new place I've never been to. I'm excited that, you know, I made this progress. I'm going to treat myself. But the other half of me knows that I have to actually, I already had my Sunday meal planned out so I don't go off the rails after I devour these donuts today. Because that, that is a nervous part. When you, when you lose the weight you go, when you hit your goals for that whole month, you want to treat yourself. But you always got to think about the the aftermath of that because those cravings are going to come back hard that next morning. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a rough one. I mean, you're going to definitely have some tips and some more pointers that you didn't realize before, just because your palate's been cleansed for so long. Mm-hmm. That when you start to actually taste a donut, you're going to have oh, I could taste way more of this flavor, and you got to truly enjoy it and not just go all out like absorbing a whole box of donuts or something. Yeah, it's I have it planned to to where as I eat my donuts tonight and do the reviews to do it slow, get some writing because I keep it in a journal as well and really savoring the moment. And after the fact, knowing that, you know, this is a once a week thing to not ruin the progress I've made. Well, just for the whole coming month, we got the donuts that you're going to plan out. We got everything that you're going to be doing. Has this caused you like any of the ideas that we've tossed out? Like, are you still kind of going to be progressing and writing new ones and keep doing more ideas? Or the fact is, are you probably just going to make the ones you have out? Oh, no, I'm keeping with the ideas. Uh, I mentioned the journal, and that's where I usually write down my reviews, but I've been writing down my ideas in there as well. And the family and I, we have some trips planned out this year to Boston, to Washington, Washington D.C., uh, also to Maryland. and with that journal, we came up with an idea of making it like a road journal as well. So as we're traveling and mapping them out, you know, we're doing it for leisure, for like a little family vacays. But I'm also using this to hit up these spots that I don't get to hit up normally. And in my journal, not just doing the reviews of those spots, but writing down the ideas and thoughts that I have going on these road trips as well. Uh, any ideas I have for new donuts, what gave me those ideas if it's because i'm in a certain spot like boston who seems you know they have their they're known for their boston cream and as i look at the bakeries it seems to be known for their cannolis so now i'm writing ideas down how would i do a cannoli donut how could i change how a boston cream donut's already made and this is all leading up to hopefully that will be like a nice little road journal book like a coffee table book of of hitting the road for donuts 
Yeah, like you got the people that go around the country and they have like a United States map or something in their car or in their camper and they're just marking down the places they go. I mean, I remember being a kid and um, I went to this, used to go to these dirt bike races and stuff. We just camp out and watch dirt bike races the next day. And my dad's friend was um, him and his son. His son was actually competing in some of the races. We're probably like 10, 12. Um, it was like the little division or something. He was so good too. But I asked his dad, like, what did he do for a living? And he's like, we just travel around the, you know, the, the United States and just go to all these races and we win competitions and this is how we survive. His, he was in competitions too. So he probably made majority of the money. But when I was looking at his camper, I was like, why is you have the United States map on here? Why are only certain parts highlighted in different Sharpies? And he was like, these are all the places we've been so far and all the places that are empty are the ones we still got to go to. Yeah, exactly. And I have the Apple Maps on my phone doing it that exact same way. So you can actually pinpoint all the places you want to go and have it actually roadmapped out like someone would have on their wall with the pins. And I can actually mark them off on the app as I get to them. And it, it's actually really encouraging and like really wants me to get out there and put my creative outlet to good use with trying to come up with a book idea for all this. When you write a book, what you need to start off doing before you write the book is you need to make a blog and you need to have a section where I can just write something in like an idea or I'll email it to you and then you finalize it and you add your bits and pieces to it so you can just put it up as new recipes for people to try. As I mean, books are good and all and it's always nice, but when you have it on internet form, it gives way more access to people to be able to look at your stuff and be able to support you. And I think that'll be truly beneficial. I mean, you're the only donut king of PA, so... We gotta, we gotta, we gotta turn that into a site and capitalize on that. You don't want to be the guy that's on Twitter that has like Donut King One or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm writing down that idea right now. I can't believe I haven't thought about it. And I can definitely credit you and thank you for when I start that idea up because that's that's a great idea. You turn it into a blog. You can have. I've tried doing a blog. It's it's difficult. I was trying to make a website for the podcast, and it's like. All the website creators are really kind of difficult. My attention spans like, all right, I don't know. Let's just throw all your links in there and then walk away. And just when people pop up, it's just like a guy playing a trombone and it just says the name of my podcast. <laughs> and there's nothing else on there but like a Facebook and Twitter. So people are probably gonna be joining. Like, I thought this was a smooth jazz. I didn't know this was just people talking. I'm like, oh, we tricked you. I actually dipped my toe into the whole website thing as well for writing because I also enjoy writing about sports, uh, basketball mostly. And last summer I really got into writing about it. So I was like, oh, let me try out, you know, some of the website apps. And yeah, my attention span for detail is not as good, or let's just say it's not as patient for having to develop a website, but maybe a blog, a blog site might be a little easier. Eric, I already got what the name of one of your segments is going to be called on your site you because i'm gonna write it down so you said you want to do stuff on like sports and stuff mm -hmm. so while you have the donut and everything like you have usually you can pick like five categories up top the first four categories can be recipes um you know flavor taste reviews and then when you get to like the the last one put sports or put downtime 
or while you're enjoying your pastry and then you click on it and it's just nothing but your news and sports articles that you want to write about and talk about. And then it's for them while they're eating a donut, they can read that and they can enjoy that while they're eating one of your pastries or eating a pastry in general. Oh man. And now my idea on top of that is while I'm doing this traveling is what is, if I can mark down what's the best donut spot by that stadium for that sport team too. This is like yeah, has my mind shooting around. And you could just call it like we want to talk about the name of your website. You can be called Donut King of PA's review or Donut King of PA breakdown. It can be like a certain segment that you have on your website where you're breaking down everything from donuts, how to create some, and how to go into it, and like you know what you're going to be if you're going to be trying some places and stuff. Dude, your your things are limitless and just throw pictures of donuts all over the site because that's that's what they're gonna attract them to they're gonna see that and be like holy shit this guy made a s'mores donut this is great because when i got the uh, message to do this podcast you know i obviously knew we'd be interviewing me and talking about my donuts but this has become like a whole like you know brainstorming of ideas to further everything this has been really informative it's conversation, brother. That's I what love I love it. about it. Cause you can, you know, a lot of times, how many times you get into a conversation? I mean, a lot of times now you'll get into one and it'll just be kind of bland, but a true unique conversation, one that's enjoyable for both parties is where it's, it's, it's interesting and it's learnable. Like you get education from it. You get to talk and find out more about somebody, or maybe they might help you out. Yeah. This is why I really enjoy your podcast. I enjoy listening to it and I, I enjoy being on it. Well, we're going to get you a site loaded up and then just give me an email. I can shoot a bunch of random donut ideas too, and we can bounce off of because now that we're heading into February, it's the whole aspect of when this episode gets uploaded, I want to see some of those donuts be created already. So people can hear this and then look at that. Oh, for sure. That will be done. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of out of the blank. You can follow Eric at Eric. You want to shout out your links? Uh, you can follow me at, Donut King underscore of underscore PA on Instagram and see all my great reviews and then the future donuts we've discussed on this podcast. Yeah, we're going to call it. Um, we're going to think of a good name. You got I can't end it without thinking of a good name. This is where I shine is all improv. Hang on a second. We're going to think. Oh, God, it's I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking more about donuts. I mean, you said the cinnamon toast crunch one. I started thinking of the guy on the cereal box where he's holding the bowl up and all the little scents are coming off of it. And the first thing that popped into my mind is the donut diaries. That's perfect. Boom. That is perfect. Donut diaries. Yeah, I like that because then you just have like a journal as your icon. So like when you're looking at the site, it's just the journal icon and you click on this site. Next thing you know, people are on the site. They got it like you got a pink and a black background or something that goes good with catching the people's eyes. And you just got pictures of donuts. You can do a slide screen so everybody can view like the different articles you have. Bruh. Dude, this is this is it. And my my logo on my IG is is uh, pink and black as well. So that'll be perfect. There we go. Well, do you want to sign us off, Eric? Uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening to this. And uh, yeah, please give me a follow and give me all your uh, donut ideas as well and hit me up with the spots around you. But you can't beat my donut ideas. No, the campfire one, I'm excited for. <laughs>